I'm Amanda. And I'm Erin. We've got fat faces. And we've got some feelings. <laughs> I love you. That's a good way to start the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to Fat Face Feelings. Hi. Um, I'm Erin. I'm Amanda. We've got fat faces. And we've got so many fucking feelings. Yeah. The fattest faces and the fattest feelings. Right here, people. Right here. I don't know that my face has ever been fatter, nor have I ever had this many feelings. <laughs> well, Erin, so, you're in the right place. I, I feel like I am. No, me too. Thank I you. hope the listeners feel like that too. Yeah, yeah. And watchers. <gasps> listeners and watchers. I don't know why everything kind of turns into a jingle for me. <laughs> I just, I basically feel like I just, um, I, I, um, I connect with Linda Belcher on a cellular oh. level. Yeah. And I just feel like that's who I am. That's who I'm striving to be. Maybe that's why I love you so much. Really? Is that it? Yeah. Is that Because I really, I have a lot of love for Linda Belcher, too. I do, too. So. I fucking love Linda Belcher. I have a lot of fucks inside of me today. If anyone doesn't know who Linda Belcher is. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I was almost going to say that, but no, we are, we are drawing the circle wider. We invite (laughs) you, we invite you to Bob's Burgers and may you be blessed by Bob's Burgers. May you be blessed. Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. Blessed, blessed be the burgers. (laughs) Blessed be the burgers. Yes. May the Bob open. (laughs) That sounds gross. Sponsor us, Bob's Burgers. No. Um, yes. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to this episode. Last week, um, we, not last week, two weeks ago, we aired the episode with Katie of Body Home Fat Dance. And yeah. um, it was so fun to revisit that. We recorded that episode back in December of 2018. So long ago. So long um, ago. And um, we finally got to air it and it was super exciting. It was super exciting. Because Katie is so awesome and delightful Mm -hmm. and doing some really cool things and is coming back to Seattle. Oh, yay. Soon. We hope. We hope. hope. Well, there's no details out yet, but. Oh, we're sending, we're sending the vibe of like. You heard it here first, folks. No. Um, Yes. Anytime we can get Katie to come to Seattle is a good day. So, yeah, anyways. Her, her dance class was so good. Yes, yes, we loved it. After I listened to the episode again, I was like, okay, Katie, time to come back so yes. I can get my groove on again. Yeah. I went back and watched our little video clip. <gasps> it was such can a good experience. Can we just experience. take the whole Janelle Monet album and just do choreography to each song? That would fulfill me in ways that I can't even describe right yeah. now. Yeah. Katie, do you, do you hear Katie. what we're saying? Yeah. We're sending the message to you. We're going to, we're going to at you. We're going to come at you. (laughs) We are adding you. (laughs) Anyways. Um, so hopefully everyone enjoyed that episode as much as we enjoyed recording it, um, at her lovely dining room table. Um, so there's been a lot going on since we last talked. So much. Some very interesting things, some really exciting things, Uh some, we're not exciting things. Um, yeah. Yeah. That about sums it up. Episode over. <laughs> but uh, I think one of the biggest things that we're excited about is Shrill. O-M-G. Yeah. The TV show. I mean, obviously all of it, but... <laughs> Sorry. The book, the TV show. Right, right, right. Yeah, Lindy West. Right, which you've heard us totally fangirl about Lindy West and the Mm -hmm. book before. Mm -hmm. Um, And finally, 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 the TV show um, that Hulu made uh, was released. Yeah. 
about two weeks ago, I guess. It was so good. Tell, you want to talk about the event you went to at all? I will talk about the event I went to. Okay. And I will talk about it carefully. Okay. That's but I will not hide my true feelings. So kind of you. So somehow on Facebook, I happened upon, I'm sure algorithms made me happen upon mm-hmm. this, but um, this venue in Seattle was throwing a shrill binge watch party Mm -hmm. um with lindy there they advertised that lindy would be there um and we were gonna watch all the episodes on the day that it came out so that was like the 15th i guess and it was a friday so i was like hell yeah so immediately i bought two tickets because duh amanda's coming with me um but you know what happens when we assume Asses all around. No, I'm just kidding. I was. I went to the coast for the weekend. She decided she didn't love me anymore. That's not true, and I am deeply offended <laughs> and sad. And I'm just kidding. I might cry. No. Um, but it's not true. So it's I'm not, not true. gonna. Yeah. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. It's probably good that Amanda didn't come. Mm, I did not have the true. best time. Let me paint a scene for you. So this venue turned out to be a co-working space, mm-hmm. which I guess was significant because I think Lindy wrote some of the book in that space. Um, like she and her husband had a membership there. And so she spent time there while she was writing the book. So cool. Like that's meaningful, right? I get that. Um, I don't know how much of a hand Lindy had in planning this event. Um, I'm going to hope not very much by the way things turned out. Mm -hmm. So I found another awesome friend to come with me uh, to the event. And so a week before I emailed the venue um, and I said, hey, I am sure that you've already thought of this, but because of the large nature, what am I trying to say? Because Because there's going to be some fat people at this event, y'all. Because of who the audience is for this show, Mm -hmm. are you going to have fat, friendly, and accessible seating? Yes, girl. Because I had gone on their website, like we all do to check it out and all the photos were making me very nervous about what the seating was like there. So emailed ahead of time, get an email back basically saying, uh, Oh yeah, we've totally thought of it. And we have um, great chairs. Here's a picture of them forward to me to the same picture that's on the website. So that, (laughs) that told me, Oh, no, they actually haven't thought of it, but, mm-hmm. or they thought of it and had no clue right. what yeah. that meant. By the time they emailed me back, it was like the day before the event. So I was like, well, what happens is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say this. In the email, she said, if you want a certain seat, get there early. Can we talk for a second about how that is not accessible. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, please. If you don't, if all of your seating is not universal and accessible to everyone, then you have to make sure that no matter what time someone shows up, if they have an accessibility issue, that you have a place for them. That's your job. If you're a venue and you're holding events and parties where you want people to come and binge watch a show, like the event was five hours long. Yeah. Yeah, because truly, like, you're in no matter, like, what size you are, the little spindly seats that I know you're going to tell us more about were not comfortable for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to show up early because I'm a fatty and I know I got some fat friends coming. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show up early and save us some seats. So I get there and there are all of two couches for what I think was probably 70 people. The other seats were an array of either office chairs or little decorative stools that would hold my coffee, maybe, (laughs) Um, or like weird, you know, 
turn of the century style chairs, but that they had taken the seat part out and just put like straps of leather. Like, no, (laughs) no. Super cute and looks like you definitely got it at Pottery Barn, but not conducive for actual seating. Um, there were all these chairs that, um, yeah, no, they're cute. They're cute. Yeah. You said like pottery barn. <laughs> yes. Leather straps. No. Sounds like a D. It sounds like, like a, like we're talking about S and M. Leather no. straps over bars. Just way too many white ladies. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, self blow. So I got there early. I got one of the two couches, mm-hmm. um, saved it for me and my friends, and so there were five of us who were fat. Out of the 70 or so, I think five of us. There may have been a couple other who might identify as fat, but like small fat. Um, so that, first of all, was a huge indicator like oh this event was not for me or us yeah um which i guess i should have taken the hint earlier uh when they weren't gonna have seating um so that was a very interesting so um friends showed up we were hanging out definitely remarked about the seat situation to each other had a good chuckle about all the skinny white ladies um, Lindy did show up. Um, her husband came with her, um, and some other cool folks. And, um, so we bought tickets for this. And <laughs> again, I said mm-hmm. the event was five hours long. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, there will be, uh, drinks and snacks. So I'm thinking, great, they're gonna have, like, they're gonna have good snacks. Cause when you think we're gonna binge watch a show, People going to be getting snacky, right? So the drinks were available for purchase, all alcoholic drinks. Uh, they had a bar set up. They were definitely pushing the drinks hard. Um, the snacks consisted of two trays of cheese and meat and crackers. Two trays. Mm. Two trays that I could have easily carried with one hand. Mm. So I got I got a slice of cheese. Oh, I pampered know. yourself, girl. I, I really, mm-hmm. really went all out. Yeah. Uh, Slow down, honey. <laughs> but, and then because of the seating, I was so mad. Um, so I actually... <laughs> ended up in line in the bar in front of the person who put on the event. Mm-hmm. Not purposeful, but, you know, this happens to Erin. <laughs> These are just situations that occur for her. It's just, like, attract it, you Opportunities know. open. So when I found that out, I said, oh, you organized this whole thing. She was so proud of herself. Yeah, I was like, great. Yeah, I was like, such a good idea. And then I said, if you ever want to talk about what fat friendly or accessible seating might look like in a venue. I would love to chat with you. And then I gave her my card. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you did. She wasn't super into chatting with me after that <laughs> before she was after that. Not so much. So anyways, I ended up sitting for the most part of the time. Cause we couldn't all fit on the couch again, one couch. Um, on what I would describe to you as if someone had taken the leg from a dining room table and then put a wooden plate on top of it. And then we're like, here's your seat. That's what I sat on for several hours. Um, anyways, Whew, I know that was a lot of negativity. Um, but it's what it is. Well, it was my feelings. experience. It's his feelings. It we was my feelings. We're not supposed to always be positive. Yes. Um, the positive things were, it didn't ruin the show for me. The show was amazing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I did need to go back and watch it, and I have since then several times gone back and watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's was, it was pretty hard to see in here because they were using a laptop with a projector. <laughs> um, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sorry. So many accessibility <laughs> issues. 
I mean, if you if you needed any kind of hearing, they had the um, they had the captions on, but you could barely read them. Oh, bless them. Anyways, so the show was great. You know, lots of tearful moments. We were all super happy with it. It was great to hear from Lindy. A lot of people there were really focusing on the um, how abortion was addressed. Mm. And so most of the skinny white ladies, again, that were there who got to ask most of the questions, um, you know, were talking about that part of it. Which, yes, was a very important part of it, but was only a small part of one episode, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of it was really about her journey into self-acceptance. And so, yeah. Anyways, I think Lindy was obviously, um, tired because she had just been on a press tour for the whole show, you know? And so I think she was kind of ready to be done, which I totally understand. That's not her fault, you know, but, um, it was great to watch the show. Mm-hmm. Again, like I watched it through several times. The next day, I went back and watched it all the mm-hmm. way through. It's actually not hard to binge. No. It's only six episodes. They're twenty-five minutes long each, you know. So, it's just a it's just a little mini binge. Just a little mini binge. Mm-hmm. Just take your Saturday afternoon, curl up, get your tissues, because you might cry a little You're bit. You're gonna cry. Um. Anyways, that is my story about that. It's a good story. Um, I'm glad you shared that. I think it's important to talk about accessibility and you're really good about talking about accessibility. And not only that, like Erin's a really good advocate because she will do it in the moment. Um, where like I get really overwhelmed and anxious. Erin is like practiced enough of like (laughs) saying like, Hey, this is not okay. And I really admire that about you. So I'm really glad that you, you were able to have that moment with this woman to be like, here's my card. You know, what she chose to do with it at that point, like, you know, using her privilege, whatever. She doesn't want to reach out about it. Like, that's her choice. But yeah. you did the hard thing. Like, you did, you went above and beyond. And it's not, it's not easy to do. I don't think it's easy to be in those moments at all. I don't feel like it is. But I think, like you said, like, I'm practiced. I've done it a lot. And right. so it comes more naturally to me now. But it, I think people like me, I need to hear that story. Yeah. I need to know, like ways in which I can advocate if I feel like I'm able, you know, but like, you know, it's about like opportunity and like just feeling like you can do it being safe enough, you know, and like, and you, you are practiced, but still, I, I like hearing your stories about you being a badass. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for letting me share. Um, but yeah, so the show in general to the good part, right? So by this (laughs) point we've both, both watched it. Yes both really um reveled in the feelings of all of it i binged on my own yeah not at this um, wonderful not so wonderful party (laughs) um there's an airplane it's okay we're just gonna keep talking through it um but i'm glad the world is still functioning around us apocalypse has not fallen upon us um anyways it's a beautiful day it is a really beautiful day all this natural light i know yeah studio light it's a great day to talk about shrill it is. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. It was, I was like, I watched it by myself on a Saturday, which is really funny. Cause that's the day you said, but I just, um, my husband was working. And so I was like, this is, this is the time I need to have my moment. And Oh my God. <laughs> so what really like, um, well, Okay. The first part of it, like, when we talk, like, the abortion part, mm-hmm. that, like, first episode. Yeah. It's not a huge part, but I did, like, for somebody that grew up really conservative, I've never seen um, an abortion in a way that wasn't, like, a huge painful situation. Right. And not to say that there are people that have abortions that have, like, that experience loss and grief and pain, and that's their experience. But, like, to have the, to see the other side of it for somebody to be like, yeah, I don't want to do, I don't want a baby. This is mm-hmm. not what I want to do. I'm making this choice for myself. And, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out, dramatic Right, and I've, I've never seen, like, a portrayal like that. So I was like, I was like, oh, I like really appreciate that they showed that there's another experience yeah. of this. Um, and it's that, refreshing. yeah, it is. It was, it, it was necessary. Like it needed to be shown. Um, and then again, here comes the plane again. Who's saying like buy burritos or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
But anyways. Um, Nature. The thing that really got my emotions, besides from the pool party, which we can talk about later, the thing that really, really got my emotions was, um, it's Addie, was that the, Annie? Annie. Mm-hmm. Her relationship with Ryan, the dude. Her boss. No, 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 no. That's, oh, that I'm was sorry, gay. sorry. <laughs> Gosh. Girl. Yes. Have you Ryan. watched the show three yeah, times so through sorry. or not? I'm so sorry. I've watched it one time through. I'm bad with names, y'all. I'm trying to be good with names. <laughs> I'm trying really hard right now. I'm being real extra about it. Um, but uh, no, like the Ryan is yeah. the boyfriend. The boyfriend, yeah. sleepy, Ish. whatever guy thing. Yeah. That like hurt my soul. Yeah. Because like how many shitty white dudes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, like I just, I felt like. There was just so many times and I just felt broken yeah. watching. Like when I, it just felt like, you know, and I'm sure that uh, probably more than, I know more than just fat women relate to that. Yeah. Anybody who struggled with their self-worth is going to relate to dating a shitty person. Um, but like a shitty person who like low key is like trying, but also he's not trying. He's like a fucking narcissist and yeah. it's really all about him. But it like, he shows up enough and he's not like abusive overtly enough yeah. to where like you accept it and you're just like giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like that's my whole fucking life. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was hard. Obviously I had a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> um, it was, that was really challenging. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's me. That's my whole existence besides from my husband now where like we've been through our shit. He ain't perfect y'all. But like, you know, he's the first guy I've been with. That's like, Hey, I'm like le- legitimately trying, mm-hmm. like legitimately doing the hard work. Like we go to therapy together, blah, blah, blah. But like, I've never had that experience until him. So yeah. I have a long line of shitty white men. Yep. <laughs> and it just felt like Ryan was the embodiment of all of them. It's true. And it's true. I love that they didn't shy away from that, that pull between like, oh, but he, he tried, he did this one thing and it, and it was really good. You know, he made her the sandwich, you know, <laughs> but like, but that doesn't erase everything. But I have so been in that moment oh. where I've been like, he made me the sandwich you know like he showed up at my work he's like cute he's trying like obviously he's trying i should you know give him another chance you know like yeah he wants me how many how many fucking years have we spent Mm. in shitty relationships with those shitty people um yeah and not just like shitty like romantic relationships but like shitty friendships Just shitty family acquaintances, <sighs> shitty, just, just dealing with shitty people and allowing people, oh God, that, that workout bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like that was like, there were definitely things in that show that were like, like triggering and like a, like in a, in a solidarity sort of way. Like I know that like they created the moment for us all to be like, oh my God, it's so true. But like that whole, like somebody, wa- I mean, no one's ever grabbed my wrist. Has anybody ever grabbed your wrist like that? No. That yeah. Was... Okay. So yeah, no one's ever, <laughs> but like what I have experienced in my life is somebody walking and pinching my side. <gasps> yes. That has happened to me. Um, I've definitely had people come up to me in public places that had nothing to do with weight loss or anything and try to pitch me like weight loss products. Like I was in the fucking Wayne and I were in, um, the laundromat one day, what? just like sitting there minding our own business, doing <laughs> our laundry. Mat? And this person comes up and was like, have you heard of this product? Oh my God. It's yeah. nothing sacred. The laundromat. Yeah. Like, what? okay. Wow. And it, yes. So yes. Um, you know, when like, I don't know if it, who's heard of plexus but when plexus like in the south it was a big thing for a while i don't know i don't know i don't i'm not in the south anymore people i have no idea what you're doing down there they're still Um, doing it they're still doing it but plexus was like a thing and it still is a thing and like it was a cure-all for all the things and like i literally got hit up on instagram facebook all the time about you want to try this you want to try this or like that homegirl i told you about that i like Mm -hmm. um I, I just liked her stuff and she was like, oh, do you want to buy some of my shakes? I'm like, no, bitch. 
I don't want to buy your fucking shakes. Just trying to be a human being. No. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, like, hey, like, love your energy. Or, like, hey, I like you as a human. I'm glad you're alive today. Yeah. Click. <laughs> Girl, I got sucked into the Plexus shit. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not to ever sell it. You tried. Oh, that's right. You did try it. I did. Because yeah. I actually did like their probiotics. Yeah. I'm well, into probiotics. I almost tried it too for the probiotics, to be completely honest. But, that yeah. that almost sucked me in. My husband, my good little pharmacy husband though, he was like he's like, That stuff is not FDA approved. You do not know what's in there. He's like, No. <laughs> so I was like, but I'm really oh, well. glad because mm-hmm. honestly, like when, you know, people like my friend who sold it forever and used it forever, when she would post like, oh, I ran out of my pink drink and I have no energy. I was like, that's not good. That's an addiction. Yeah. Like that's not good. <laughs> like whatever's in there, like apparently you have to have it to like feel a certain way. Yeah. So you're going to be drinking pink drink the rest of your life? Yeah. Because I mean, that's just expensive. Anyways. Anyway. So, so yeah, we've, but like, but, but that's where like that moment, like yeah. it's just, it was just a couple moments, you know, in the show, mm-hmm. but like that moment just like, it like kind of like ripples across our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was yeah, that. That moment. And then even the people who were trying to be in solidarity with her. Oh my God. <laughs> That wasn't okay. Oh. That wasn't okay that she's like, oh, and she's just trying to help me. Oh, it was painful. Well, and they were like, oh, you remind us of someone because you're funny. Oh, the fat comedian. <gasps> you know, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So, like, um, the I, I met, like one of the uh, board members for Geek Girl Con, mm-hmm. and that's, she said to me, she was like, Every time, like, somebody tells me I look like somebody, I just think, oh, you mean you? I look like a fat person, you know? And that was the <laughs> first time I heard her. And then, like, you know, a few weeks later, then Shrill came out or whatever. Yeah. And then I watched that. Then, But I was like, I had never thought of that. But I literally get that. I get that a lot from people, too. You mm-hmm. look so much. You remind me so much. And I've never once thought, oh, it's because I'm, it, that's code for, I remind you of your fat friend. Well, like, who was it that they, um compared her to now i can't remember i can't either it was someone that she doesn't look anything like <laughs> that's right they were like you're funny you're like rosie o'donnell you rem- yeah you totally look like rosie o'donnell like, no <laughs> you're just saying that because they're both fat <sighs> if- <laughs> yeah so oh my gosh it's yeah. so true it's so mm-hmm. true oh my goodness yeah. Do you want to That's talk- just the first episode. I mean, that's just I like <laughs> There know. was so much good in there. You know, her um relationship with her mom. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You know, um yeah. Her standing up for her mom and her dad being like, "Don't you fucking do that. Your yeah. mom works so fucking hard." I was like, that broke my heart. That was hard. It made me cry. Big, yeah. That was the other time. I was trying to remember the other time I cried. That was the other. I was like, <laughs> it was, I mean, like daddy, hashtag daddy issues. Yeah. Um, daddy and mommy issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, the mom who, yeah, that's, oh my God, that's so real. The mom who buys you the diet food and then acts like you don't appreciate it when you're like, it tastes like shit, mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when she buys her and her dad those sandwiches, mm-hmm. because he has fucking cancer, and she's just trying to give him a little bit of happiness. Yeah, and it was a big fucking deal. That's what was so hard about that the the, the moment when the dad gets elevated and upset and yells yeah. because they had this like beautiful sandwich moment, and then like all of a sudden she is just trying to like she's trying to get some of that, but like okay, y'all, systems theory here therapist for a second just a second okay just a second of therapy um so family systems are very complicated and when you try to change them like that reaction is totally what happens when like the family system is always that mom does what she wants and we just kind of let mom do her and we just keep allowing it we don't stand up for ourselves as soon as annie did that like it completely, the system completely got thrown off. Yeah. And ripples all, through yeah, the family. But yeah. all of a sudden, then like the mom, like fucking, I went to Vancouver. Like yeah. she's like gone to Vancouver. 
and just left the dad. Yeah. You know, but it's like, but that's what happens in family systems. Like when you push against something, the ripples and it, and you have no idea how it's going to change, but that's why it's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not the, you know, it's like, what, what am I trying to say? It's not the norm. Right. Anyways, therapy hat off. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else about it do you want to talk about? Girl, you want to talk about the pool party? Let's talk about the pool party. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, first of all, it was amazing, right? Amazing. And it was fun to see some familiar faces in there, some people that we know. I know, little cameos. Oh my God, it was so cool. Because they actually filmed it in Portland. Mm -hmm. And so some folks from Seattle were in it. And Portland folks that we know too. Um, so that was, that was super fun. Like I was just so excited to watch it the whole time. I loved how they played the story that like she was going into it. Very guarded. She was like, I'm just a journalist, you know, like I'm wearing my jeans and shirt and it's fucking hot out, you know, (laughs) like I'm, you know, I'm, I don't need this. I don't need to participate in this. I'm not letting my emotions be a part of this, you know? And then you know taking off all her clothes i know how fast uh, she just like took them off and was like fuck it i'm in the dance scene <sighs> the dance scene uh, i loved the fucking dancing yeah. but i really 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 i don't know where you're at in the spectrum like between annie and her oh what's her roommate's name the roommate oh i'm sorry but the roommate is bomb um i'm bad with names again, i know but... i'm uh, but like I don't know where you are in the spectrum between Annie and the roommate. Yeah. Because the roommate's a lot more, like, body positive and, like, right. fat liberated. Very comfortable with herself. Yes. Um, and then, like, Annie is, like, the other side of, like, just ah, closed up. But, like, I am still, like, much more towards the Annie side with my body. And, like, it's really hard. Like, it takes me a little bit to, like, warm up, mm-hmm. like, in social situations. But, like, watching her, like, you know, she gets pulled into the dance and then she goes back to the table and I was like oh she went back and then she gets pulled in again and I was like yes yes community yes 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 like you know like that was a beautiful like community moment yeah and it was real too yeah I love that they played it that way it wasn't just like someone was like let's dance and she was like oh I'm cured of all my you know no (laughs) it was a process like it took a while for her to let that guard down yes that's how it really is that is really how it is you know like and it takes people it takes your community yeah being like hey you're i see you over there like standing by yourself like and just kind of like pulling you in a little bit like holding you in those moments like it really does take that to like heal that part of you so like yes that was and then like her just like losing her shit on the dance floor yeah oh so good i was like so many did you did you just like oh yeah just like uh, all the tears i don't wear mascara but i just imagine (laughs) black (laughs) (laughs) it um it made me it made me think back so many times to when we did chunky dunk this summer of that feeling again and that i hope that the people who came to chunky dunk had similar feelings but i remember like at the very beginning of chunky dunk before anyone was like really in the water some people were like not taking their clothes off yet like they Mm -hmm. had their swimsuits on under or whatever you know but slowly we all did slowly we got all mm-hmm. in and then the people who came later who kind of walked in we were just like welcome you know yeah. like everyone had so much energy and so they were just like taking their shirts off and jumping in you know like that's really um it just it made it feel that much more meaningful because it was so true yeah. To what our experiences have been. Mm-hmm. And not just because it was a fat girl's pool party, but just because there is a liberation there in community that you can't find anywhere else. When I Yeah. And I think that like depending on. So for me, like that liberated experience, that liberated experience came from when we went to our friend Lindley's house for mm. her clothing swap. That first time in that space was like. What is this? Like, what's happening? Look at all these beautiful women. Everybody's taking off their clothes and being so supportive. And, like, I just was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, Like, so that's, like, forever, like, my pool party experience, right? Because I think that's what makes it so powerful when it's the first time, especially, you enter a space like that. Um, And there is something really, really sacred about the pool, 
Hmm. Because it's like that, especially that little clip where she's like a little girl oh, and she swims God. at night. I used to be that oh, little girl, y'all. That was God. me. Because I grew up on a resort and my and I could go to the pool at night and I would just go down there and swim in like the evening because I didn't want anybody around. Yeah, that broke me. Oh, I was my, totally yeah. that little girl too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, the pool is like a very sacred yeah. place. And so, yes, I, I really... It really, it made me think a lot about the Chunky Dunk, too. Yeah. Because it is, it's just, because it's so vulnerable because you are, like, showing more of your body. Yeah. You know, and because, like, if we've all been those people, those little girls or boys, you know, who were told, like, or non, or non-binary, just humans, just little humans. We're all those little humans at one point, you know, that, like, we were either given messages of, you know, our bodies are okay or they're not. Yeah. It usually, it doesn't really feel like... It's a lot of like, um, it doesn't feel like it, it's, it's usually like polar. It's one or the other. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It, um, I think the other part about the pool that is so sacred is what do you, what's the first thing you want to do in a pool? You mm. want to float. Yeah. Oh. You spend your whole life walking around being so cognizant of the weight mm. that you carry. Mm. You know, every step reminds you of your weight. And then you get in a pool and you're weightless. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. It's very powerful and... I'm so glad that we were able to do the Chunky Dunk. Mm-hmm. We're doing one again soon. Mm-hmm. Details coming up about that. I'm really excited. Erin's gears in her head um, were like, yeah. must do another Chunky Dunk. Yeah, so. immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you need to make a trip to Seattle, that mm-hmm. will be the time. <laughs> I noticed um, one of the fat influencers, uh, Kelly Belly Ohio, mm-hmm. um, she posted some pool pics and she was like in the pool, like she was doing the whole floating thing yeah. you're talking about. Like when I think of floating pictures, I have um, I have Kelly Belly Ohio in my head now. Her laying back and her little boy is on top of her Aww. while she's in the water. And I was like, <laughs> it's so sweet. That's cute. And then um, and then the other person just came out of my head, but. Um, Oh my gosh. So sorry. But that was, um, the pit. We shared the photo of, um, this, uh, this sweet fat human just in the pool looking like the cuddly little starfish. Oh, Jay. Thank you. Jay. Yes. Jay. Um, 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 comfy fat, comfy Comfy fat fat travels. Sorry. Yes. Comfy fat travels. Yeah. Yes. I love that photo. Yeah. Because, but that is exactly like the image I had in my head while you were talking. And I basically was like, just, I could go to sleep. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. So much freedom in that. Yeah. Um, so much goodness in that, which is why we were pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Sad, frustrated, confused, disappointed. A lot of feels when um, some controversy came up around that particular episode, that scene, Mm -hmm. um, with two, well, one, yeah, I guess you would call influencer, one activist in, in the fat realm. Um, Do I want to even name names? Like, I, I know everyone I mean, people knows. People have to, like, if you don't know about the controversy, you need to look up the controversy. Really, but, like, I mean, like, well, if, you, if they want to know, I mean, if we're talking about it. Yeah. So, like, if you want to, if you don't know what we're talking about, like, you can look it up, I'm sure. But, like, I don't, do we, I, I don't think it's a big deal to name names. Okay. I mean, it's a public domain. Sure. So, okay. like, Vo- Virgie Tovar, right? Virgie Tovar, who's been around in the, in the fatosphere for a little while, Mm -hmm. um, came out and said that she felt that the episode, specifically the, the pool party scenes, Mm -hmm. um, were plagiarized from her work, Mm -hmm. um, and quoted some of her book that was just released this past year in August, which coincidentally is the same month that that scene was filmed. 
Yeah, and she also quotes her, like, her TED Talk. Her TED Talk that she's been doing for a while. Right. Um, where she basically, she describes going to a conference and going to the pool at the hotel and there being a bunch of fat babes mm-hmm. and that being a transformative experience for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to get into a ton of the details. There was a back and forth. Um, everyone... Um, realized, hey, Lindy West didn't actually write that episode. Mm-hmm. Another amazing fat writer, Samantha Irby, wrote that episode. Right. Um, what they had in mind were the fat pool parties that have been happening for decades. Mm-hmm. So, like, women and queer people have been doing those pool parties since the 70s. Um, and just like our experience, have been a very very liberating experiences for people, very meaningful, huge in their journeys Mm -hmm. towards fat liberation. Um, And so the big question was, you know, can someone own an experience like that that is somewhat universal for the people doing this work? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Um, But Amanda, I think you had some good words about it, about this situation in particular well because so i'm I, I always feel like i'm because we are so new into fat liberation um i really wanted to like read the conversation that was going on the dialogue the opinions the back and forth um and to really like sit in it for a little bit to kind of like oh my like, okay what's what's going on i really want to like feel like i understand this um especially like for somebody who is so in the fat community and does the work that Virgie Tovar does, you know, it's like, I think that for so many people, because of the way it, this, all this information came up, it was almost like if, unless you were like a diehard, like Virgie supporter, it's like people got broken up into like Virgie supporter, Lindy West supporter, Yeah, you know, and which I think that's really difficult. Like that's really, really hard. Shitty. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, I was, I was not that it's shitty if you are one or the other, but the right. fact that it that served to create a divide that yeah. wasn't there previously. Well, and I think like, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for you. I feel really sensitive to divisions because I always go back to like church culture, yeah. and I'm like, who's in and who's out? Yeah, and I just I hate that. I really really hate that. So that is the ickiness that I get from stuff like that. I get. You know, that especially if you've been following somebody's work more closely and somebody else's, like, you're more likely to take their side than another, whatever. Whatever you choose is whatever you choose. Like, we don't, we're not, like, we don't care. Yeah. Um, But, like, in my exploration and then, like, really what helped me, like, I feel like kind of come to some sort of understanding. And this is just where I'm at with it. I'm not speaking for anybody else or saying this is absolutely accurate. Um, but when Virgie posted the last article she wrote and she's like, this is all I'm going to say on the topic. Um, I really felt like I understood like, oh, okay. She has been living her life. Like, you know, been right talking about this story for a number of years through her Ted talk into her book. And, um, it was almost like what I felt and, and I, and I totally was like, yeah, like this makes sense that she is upset by this that she's been telling the story for so long and then all of a sudden she sees a narrative that she's been so engrossed in all of a sudden it's like portrayed with a white woman in the center of it and so she felt like it like decentered by it mm-hmm. um which i think is a totally understandable emotion to have totally valid totally valid um i think that it got mucked up I don't know if, like, that came to the surface immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's when a lot of the division started. Um, And because of the way that Lindy West responded with the whole, like, I don't even know who you are, Virgie Tovar. And then people were like, you're discrediting. And it was... So it was like, when you have all this, like, heightened emotion, it's like, okay, what's the real feeling? Right. What's like really going on? Mm-hmm. And I think it really took that article for like me to get like, oh, of course. Well, of course you're upset. Mm-hmm. You know, of course you're hurting because mm-hmm. this is something that you so identify with. I mean, I totally agree with Erin. I don't think that somebody, one person gets to own this story 
But at the same time, like if this is something that you have like created your, you know, your advocacy off of, this is the thing that launched you and this is like part of your creative work. And then all of a sudden it shows up in somebody else's creative work, but there's a white woman and you feel like this is your story. Like that's fucking painful. Yeah. That's yeah. really painful. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it was plagiarized. Right. It doesn't mean that it was stolen. It doesn't mean that it's not a similar experience that other people have, haven't had. But it doesn't discredit the fact that Virgie has real feelings. Oh. Yeah. And that's real life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That is real life. Totally. There's, you know, painful with the the really good things. And um, I think we both wish that the situation had gone down much differently. Yeah. Um, and I think, but again, it just goes back to say, like, nobody's perfect. Even, mm. even the most influential of influencers are human and will make mistakes and will be more reactive than they should been, should have been or whatever, you know? And that's, that's why you got to hold those things loosely. You know, I think, yeah, it's just a good reminder of like, okay, Let's give each other grace. <laughs> mm. Let's hold each other accountable f for what we need to, but also give each other grace in those moments. So Yeah, and which we feel that way because we really care about the fat community being able to call each other in. Yeah. And being able to, like, you know, stay, um, I don't want to say, like, united, but united. Yeah. You know, like, we want to keep each other accountable and at the same time, we want to be as safe as we can be for each other. Yeah. And when we create divisions and we start, like, you know, getting into, like, what makes us different instead of what makes us alike, yeah. um, we are going to get lost in that. Yeah. And I think that's, like, because we're so community focused, right? Like, we're, like, it's it was unfortunate in the way that it created a division, mm -hmm. another divide. Mm -hmm. And we just don't need that. Yeah. But I mean, if you chose, if you took a side and you're like, you know, I'm diehard Lindy West, I'm team, it's like fucking Twilight. I'm team, right. I'm team, team Lindy. I'm right. team Virgie. Like, shirts. If, if that's where you got to be at, like, that's where you are. Live your life. Like, yeah. we're just saying our perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, too, like, we believe in um, being critical. Of things that we love too. Absolutely. Being open to being critical. So if we're going to be critical of Shrill, let's talk about how, you know, this is, this is a pretty big deal that this uh, narrative was on such a national, international platform, Absolutely. right? Um, let's also talk about though, that the people who have been doing that work and who have those narratives have been doing that for, cent not centuries, decades, maybe, I don't know, a long ass time. Yeah are mostly, uh, women of color. Yeah. And, um, that, that story centered a white woman. Yes. That is problematic. That is problematic. Mm -hmm. While yes, it is, you know, true. And that was Lindy's actual true experiences. It sucks that the first time the world is kind of experiencing it in that way is with a woman of a, a white woman at the center. Yeah. Cause so. almost like, you know, we, it's almost like the other story we all deserve is the roommate story. Yes, absolutely. Which I feel like shit. I don't remember the person's the the character's name right now. Um, but the Lolly is the name of the the actor. The yeah, actress. Yeah. Lolly. Yeah. yeah. So like we need her backstory or their backstory. I don't know how they yeah. identify, but we need their backstory. Absolutely. And I even kept thinking like I want to know more about about what's going on with this roommate here, yeah. uh, because <laughs> bless. What a good friend, yeah. by the way. Like, you know, mm -hmm. your your friend is kind of going through shit, being a little selfish, making stupid decisions, dating an asshole. And yet you're still there, yeah. hanging in there. Like. Season two, y'all. Season two. Come on. We might get our wishes. Hashtag season two. Um, Anyways, yeah. If there's ever a spinoff, that's, that's the story we also deserve. You know. Sure. Yeah. I think it could totally be a, like a another season thing, though. I would know? hope. Explore that. Anyways. But I, yeah. So what Shrill has also made us think about is what have been the other 
characters in TV and movies that have been fat that have either <laughs> been like a beacon of hope for us mm-hmm. or like another trope that makes us feel worse <laughs> about ourselves, you know? And of course we could name the shitty ones like, burr, 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 burr. Mm-hmm. like earlier Amanda was just like naming them off. I couldn't even keep up, you know? I have a lot. Well, it's funny because, like, I went to, like, my childhood watching, like, Saturday daytime, you know, daytime TV or TV with my family. Cartoons. Yeah, cartoons. Very cartoon related. Mm -hmm. And then Erin went towards, like, Disney movies. And we had, like, a really interesting debate about... Anyway, so we'll we'll talk about it more. Who was a problematic fat and who wasn't? Yeah, exactly. We had really interesting, like, differing opinions and, like, the way that she thought about somebody. So we're going to break that down. Well, so, yeah, name some of the ones that came to you immediately. Well, the the first one that came to me as, like, the the first, like, fat people I remember seeing on TV was um, Roseanne and John Goodman. Yeah. And the show Roseanne, um, which I get is a problematic TV show. And it was problematic when it came back on. Yeah. Um, But... That was, like, my family really liked that show. I liked that show. Um, and I I just remember, like, I, I always, like, honestly, like, I always loved, I love John Goodman. Yeah. I don't really know him in person. If he's a shitty human, I'm sorry. But, like, as, like, when I was younger, like, I really liked the fat dad character. Yeah. Um, I think because I have daddy issues, number one. But also, like... He was, I felt like a good, like he was a hard worker, Mm. like, you know, like, but yet he was like funny. Um, I don't know. Like, I just always felt like he seemed like a good, stable person at this, you know, at the same time, like delightfully funny, funny and dysfunctional. Yeah. But like, still, you know, I don't know. Like that was like the most positive fat male on TV because Roseanne was like kind of fucking nuts. Right. Well, I didn't ever watch it for one reason or the other. Um, But is it true that, like, it was just about their lives? And so every episode wasn't just about how fat they were. No. Yeah. They were just fat people living their lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, The one, I think one of the early ones for me was Rosie O'Donnell. So. um, Oh, yeah. And it was very interesting for me because the reason that I watched Rosie O'Donnell is when she had that talk show. Mm-hmm. Because my dad loved it. Okay. So here I have this juxtaposition <laughs> of a father who wants his daughter to not be fat. Mm-hmm. Yet a father who is at the same time, like he watched it every day. We would come home from school and he'd be like, it's time for Rosie. <laughs> You know, and he loved wow. it. Wow, that's so interesting. So yeah. yeah, I think there was a part of me that was like fat, so fascinated by that, mm-hmm. um, seeing him love it, and just seeing her being able to be herself as much as she could be right. on a talk show, you know, and and be pretty unapologetic. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's really true. You know, we have to if we're gonna talk about talk show hosts, we have to talk about Oprah. Oh, because like, I think she was very problematic. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of wonderful things to say about Oprah. Um, but the whole yo-yo waiting, wait, you know, like weight cycling was really problematic. Um, because like it feel, it felt like she was almost like, uh, everybody's permission to be on all these terrible crash diets. Yeah. And that was, that was problematic. Well, because she was out there like being the face of them. Right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. You know, absolutely. like she still is for Weight Watchers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we love bread too, Oprah, but come on. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so then like <laughs> love Oprah though. Like otherwise love Oprah. Right. Yeah. Queen of our time. <laughs> totally problematic. I mean, next to Beyonce. I mean, who I don't anyways, but um so, like, but then, like, the other shows I thought of were, like, like, like mostly cartoon-based. Like, I thought about, um, like, Harold from Hey Arnold. Yeah. Who was, like, the... I mean, he they rounded him out near the end 
of the season, <laughs> like, like rounded, <laughs> but like they didn't make him look like such a like stupid asshole. Um, but then there was, um, like Homer Simpson. I grew up watching the Simpsons and Homer was just like stupid, slow, you know, like he ate donuts. He was lazy. Mm-hmm. He didn't care about his kids. Didn't care about his wife. Drank a lot of beer. Yeah. Stupid. He's just, yeah, yeah, totally. So like, yeah. you know, not helping us Homer. Um, and then, um, oh, what else? oh, let's, I want to hear it. Tell me, Disney, talk about the Disney movies. Well, we first talked about um, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, there were quite a few, I would say, fat characters in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so I talked first about her dad, and how Maurice. Like, Maurice. Mm-hmm. Look at the baker with his tray legs. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, mm-hmm. Maurice. Maurice. So, I felt like he was not seen in a good light, and Amanda felt differently. Yeah. Well, because like, for me, he was, he was like, well, I'm just this brainiac and, and I can't, I can't focus on anything else, you know? <laughs> That's true though. Uh, you know, like he was so absent-minded or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't see that as related to his fatness more like it was related to his, like he was eccentric because he was so smart. Sure. So I, I didn't see it as a negative thing, but Aaron said... He would never have a love interest. Right. And that was like, oh, that's a really good point. I never thought about that. So then we talked about LeFou. LeFou. Uh-huh. who's also a tiny little fat guy. Yep. He wouldn't have a love interest. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously he was interested in Gaston. That's another Obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, but yes, we get it. But, we've all, you know. we've all been in love with somebody we should not have been in love that's with. That's true. That's true. He could do so much better. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. LeFou, not Gaston. He, yeah, yeah. And he, but he did in the live version. LeFou did? Yeah. At the end of it, girl. Look, this. this girlfriend, she slept through the live version. I don't know how people feel about that, but at the end, no, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, LeFou dances with himself a man. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So then there was Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts. Yeah. Who, she she couldn't be sexual at all because she's motherly. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yes. She couldn't have a love interest either. Yes. So she's got to be, you know, the soft, plump mother for everyone. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then, um, I mean, it's not all about sex, but right. But you're right. Like these are people, characters that did not have love interest. They right. would not be written as like people who would have a partner or, or romantic life. Exactly. Or, yeah. And that's something that I hadn't really thought a lot about until you started saying that. And I was like, huh. Yeah. So Erin's always blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, is there anybody else in Beauty and the Beast? Were those Cogsworth. Who- that's true. I don't know. Was he considered fat? I mean. I don't know. Well, he's a male. So no. Oh, it would, yeah. It would, like, even though we were talking about Maurice and LeFou, but yeah, that's true. If he was just a little fluffy, he, you know, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> well, okay. So then the other, the very, very, very influential Disney character for me was Ursula mm-hmm. and Little Mermaid. And so I want to talk a little bit about Ursula. For Tell me. me about how all the so, things you were saying earlier. Little Mermaid was huge for me. It was one of the first movies I saw in the theater. Um, I I remember going to see it in the theater. That was a long ass time ago. Um, my grandmother took me to see it. I remember what theater we went, you know. Um, Ursula was, for me, both fascinating mm-hmm. and I like I wanted to know more of her and see more of her and terrifying which okay so she's the villain she's supposed to be terrifying but I found once I started thinking about it as an adult I found it really interesting the things that terrified me about her um number one like she was a fat character but was kind of hypersexual Right. This was something that I hadn't seen in fat characters before. So, you know, like she's got, you know, she's got the boost gay kind of thing, her Mm. big boobs. And she's like putting on makeup and, Mm -hmm. you know, she's got, she's just like all over and just like, oh, she's taking up so much space. She's like feeling herself, (laughs) you know, which now hero love. 
Um, <laughs> but the part of the movie that regularly, when I would watch it at home on that little VHS tape that I wore out, <laughs> I would fast forward through the part where she's in the ocean and she gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Hmm. That scared me. Hmm. More than anything. More than anything else in the whole movie. And more than a lot of other movies. Kind of the more scary part. Mm-hmm. It's when she became huge and powerful that I was scared. And I don't know exactly what that means. But there's something about that that's um, affecting me right now. Thinking about like... When I think about it logically, there's nothing wrong with that. Like... Sure, she was the villain, and she did some shitty things, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, she... When she became scary is when she took up more space, when she got more power, when she got a bigger voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe I'm putting too much in this. You Mm -hmm. can tell me if I'm reading too much in this, but for myself, it feels like that was what I was always afraid of being and doing. Yeah. Was taking up more space, being more powerful, and being louder. Um, so, I don't know. Now, I fucking love Ursula. And I have some leggings with Ursula on them, and they're amazing. Um, thanks to Amanda. She found them for me, and I bought them. Um, because she's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And she's the smartest one. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's just something there that, like, the child in me already knew, oh, no, that's bad. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's, I don't think you're reading too much into it. I I think that if you had, like, this really strong aversion to, like, go away from that, you know, and if you can reflect on it now and being like, oh, no, like, being big, being loud, being powerful, mm-hmm. like, that's not okay, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't think you're reading too much into it. Yeah. I think it totally makes sense. I never thought of it like that. So I was really excited to hear what you had to say about it. Um, but, yeah, that's fascinating. Hmm. But also true. Yeah. I, I feel like that is the undertone, right? Um, it's like, you know, um, don't, if we are to like, when you, it's like, it's like, it's that whole like paradox of like, be seen, but be invisible. Yeah. Be seen just enough, but be invisible too. Like, exist as a person, but don't be fat. <laughs> like, right. Even if you're a fat person, let's, let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, the narrative is there in, yeah. the, fa- in the fat community. Yeah. Because as, as a kid and as a teenager and growing up, not only was I fat, but I was also loud and pretty powerful. Pretty mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. And felt so much shame for those things. Mm. Even through college, I felt a lot of shame for, the, for that. But... I think um, all of this is to say, like, obviously, media has a lot of power in how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. Um, You know, and we've talked about social media in that way before, but definitely TV and movies. um, You know, unless you're someone that just literally has never partaken in TV movies. (laughs) Cool. Who are you? That's very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it it has power over us and it, it can really affect how we think of ourselves. And so I think for all of the problematic pieces of shrill, there's good there. And that like it portrays, it portrays something that is true to life for us. Mm -hmm. The people who are actually experiencing those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's why, We've been so happy about it and excited about it and hopeful. Yeah, and well, and, and I think that sometimes we talk about, um, and I've heard other podcasters and influence, influencers talk about how, like, they don't always want to focus on fatness as, like, the center of a narrative, right? But I feel like um, when it came to Shrill, having fatness be the center of a narrative that we actually talked about it, we addressed it, is so much better and so much healthier and does so much for the fat community instead of just, like, having fat characters who people like. Like, you mm-hmm. know, um, who's that really popular... I'm going to lose her name, but she had her show with that 
married to a cop or whatever, and now she's Melissa McCarthy. Melissa, yes. So like, of of a fat woman or a woman of size, um, she's a little bit smaller these days. But like, you know, and I'm just, I'm just I don't know where she's at in the, the spectrum now. But like, <laughs> when she was on the show, when, yeah. like when she got her starred, you know, I would say like fat woman, fat man, yeah. um, you know. And I don't, I don't really feel like their fatness was really centered. There were just like, they were just fat characters who we could laugh at, you know, and kind of laugh at the, their, their lives and yeah. laugh at their fatness sometimes. And, you know, and it was just, but like, we didn't, I don't remember like, I didn't, wasn't a big fan of that show or anything, but I don't remember like the fatness being something that was talked about in yeah. a constructive way besides from cop man trying to lose weight or something right. like that. Yeah. So like, this is like addressing it in a powerful way and we need that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before we stop talking about this though, mm-hmm. I want to bring up one show though, that before shrill was really powerful for me. I don't know if you've watched it, but my mad fat diary. Oh, I didn't watch that. Um, I think you can still watch it on Hulu or Netflix or something. Anyways, it's uh, British, but is about a teenager um, who's kind of going through life, deals with an eating disorder, deals Mm. with some mental health issues, but amazing show. Amazing show. Um, Another one that you could totally binge. I think there's only like one or two seasons, or if there's one season, it's like 10 episodes or something. Anyways. Um... Yeah, let's let's support the real and good representations out there. Yeah. And when I say real, that also shows the parts of it that are shitty, you know, because mm-hmm. we are, we're human. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Made the bob open. I don't know. <laughs> um yeah, do you have anything else to say about this? We I think probably we could talk forever. Yeah, but I think I think this is a good way to like end it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so let's just stare at the camera now uh, until it runs out of battery. Um. Thanks everyone for joining us today. And just excuse me, excuse me. I just need to snuggle on you. Okay. Um. Do we need to talk about who's inspiring us? Well, I'm going to say what's inspiring me is thinking about our next episode after this one, <gasps> yeah, which is with Laura of Radical Body Love. And That's it's the so last good. of the um, We stalked interviews. them in Portland series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interviews. It's the last of the um, Portland stalking that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm super excited for you to hear from Laura. And we're also going to be talking more about Chunky Dunk. So... Uh. Stay tuned, bitches. We love you. We love you. Thanks for watching. And I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye.